Hi guys. Hi. My name is Rosie Rose Coates. I am the Pacific Northwest um, Keto-ish girl and I'm coming to you guys live, happy, completely obsessed with life and truly blessed, truly blessed. I am so glad that God woke me up to see another day. So guys, what I want to talk to you about is I'm probably going to do this in about four to six parts. It just depends on how swiftly I can move through this information that I want to relay to you guys. And what this is, is me setting the foundation to explain to you, the audience, or you, the person, or you, the client, or you, the potential person that may be going through what I've been through. Um, it's me setting the foundation about who I am and how I've arrived to where I'm at today. And, um, it may take four to six parts. It just, it just depends <laughs> on how many takes I have to do or how many, um, things that I need to, I feel as though I need to share in order to get all of my story out in its entirety. But here we go. So, as I said, my name is Rose Coates. I am a Pacific Northwest girl. Uh, my father was in the military, so I actually um, spent time in Texas, California, um, Washington several times, Germany, um, in Alabama, South Carolina. So I traveled around quite a bit, but um, when I was born, um, my natural grandmother raised me until I was about three and a half, four, five, somewhere up in there from what I can remember. And so um, I was born in Texas and um, my natural father was in the Vietnam War. So my natural mother, um, I never met her. I had um, an inkling of a memory that I may have met her when I was like five or six, but I don't know if that was more told to me as opposed to me really remembering. So with that being said, um, my grandmother raised me the first couple of years of my life. Um, and I went to California for a short time during that time that I was in her care for whatever reason. And then they sent me back, um, to live with her. And then, um, when Ray, Ray is my natural father, when he returned from Vietnam, he came back with a wife and she was Korean and her name was Myung. So I had only been around, um, you know, black people all my life at that point. So I didn't understand the color difference and whatnot. But, um, from the time that I was about three and a half until I was 17, Ray molested me. So my biological father raped me, molested me, um, whatever you want to say. He sexually abused me to sum it all up. So I left my grandmother's home and went and lived with Ray and me young. And um, so from me being sexually abused and being um, with a stepmother who we couldn't communicate because she was Korean and, um, she was learning, you know, American and whatnot and me not being familiar with her, what have you, um, our relationship was very chaotic from the beginning. 
And so one of the first places that we left when we left um, Texas, we came to Washington State. And I remember that because I was like in the first, second grade and whatnot. So um, I'm sharing all of this with you to set the foundation so you can understand that emotional eating food addiction um, starts starts before you even realize that it started. So um, as a way for me to uh, cope, I guess, I, I from three and a half, that's my earliest memories, I would eat dog food, I would eat Vaseline, I would eat raw, raw meat, raw hamburger meat, specifically um, petroleum jelly, I would eat anything that I could find. Um, I would have like big salad bowls of um, beans, rice, um, just just all this food. It was just nonstop syrup. I wrote it down, so I'm reading syrup, cookies, um, mayonnaise, um, mayonnaise and bread. Um, that was something that my grandmother used to give me, like mustard sandwiches or mayonnaise sandwiches um, and whatnot. So all of this uh, started when I was three and a half, and it just continued. It continued. My obsession with sugar and food started at three and a half. Anytime I had money, you know, money that I was, I was supposed to put in the church offering, the quarter or the $2, whatever it was I was supposed to put in the church offering, I would go spend it at the corner store, which we call 7-Eleven nowadays, but I would just go buy all the penny candy. I would eat candy all the time. I remember being in high school, um, you know, getting the school lunches. My friends, they would have their school lunches and whatnot. I would go through two or three of them. I would eat like five or six big cookies at one sitting and not even blink an eye, not blink an eye. And this is the kicker. All throughout this, um, all throughout this time from the time I was three and a half until I was 17, no one, no one ever wondered why I was eating the way I I was. No one ever um, said, why is she binging? Why is she bawling out of control with her food and all that good stuff? No one ever really addressed that. And the couple of times that I did try to come out and tell um, a teacher about um, the abuse that I was enduring, um, nothing was done. When I told my stepmother, I believe I was about 10 or 11, you know, I told her that I was being abused every time she left and I was home alone. Um, she didn't believe me. She um, accused me. Um, it was just a lot, a lot of trauma. And I even told, because um, there was a time where I went back to live with my um, older aunts who were older in California. I lived with them for a short time, twice in my childhood because Ray and me young went overseas to uh, Korea and I couldn't go with them. And I told them and they blamed me. They blamed me. So all these adults that I tried to tell about the abuse and whatnot, I was looking for a savior, somebody to come rescue me. Nobody ever helped me, right? So that's where I'm going to, um, leave off so that was the first 17 18 years of my life so i'm going to leave off right there and um that sets the stage as far as um the first 
um, inkling about the uh, addiction to food, about how compulsive I was, and it was it was a coping mechanism. It was a coping mechanism, and um, addiction has many different. Okay, addiction itself. Sometimes people can be alcoholics. I was a food addict, or I still am. I should say a food addict, a sugar addict, um, and whatnot. Addictions come out in many different forms. Very seldom will somebody be addicted to a drug or very seldom will somebody be addicted to alcohol without there being other um, other um, addictions that go along with them. So for me, although mine was um, compulsively overeating and binging um, continually, um, from such a young age all the way up to today. But like I said, I'm going to do these in parts. Um, so my addictions along with that were um, like shopping, which I still shop a lot now, but I, I feel as though I do it more reasonably within my budget, so to speak. So as a child, it was um, shopping. And if I didn't have money for shopping, I stole what I wanted as far as clothes, food, whatever. So it was that, um, I experimented with drinking and, um, cigarettes and whatnot. I never did the drug thing because drugs actually terrified and scared me so much, but there were, there were other cofactors. There was promiscuity. Um, there was just, just, just on and on and on and on and on. So this is going to be part one. I'm going to just declare it right here and now. This is part one of setting the foundation about who I am as Rose Coates, the Pacific Northwest Kiwish girl. So hang in there with me, guys. I got more to come. And I hope that your day is phenomenal and that you will find something useful in these, um, conversations and um that we will light up the world together all right love you guys i'll talk soon bye bye